Welcome to our podcasts, where we study the meaning of the King James Bible by using the Psalms. Today we're going to be looking again at a section of Psalm 119, the eight verses that begin with verse 49, which are headed in our King James Bible with the Hebrew letter Zion to remind us that each of these eight verses in the Hebrew begins with that letter. My name is Keith Simons. I'm a Bible teacher from England and I present these talks, How to Understand the King James Bible, using the Psalms and studying them verse by verse and word by word. Two facts I like to remind you of in each of these episodes on Psalm 119, and that is this psalm is a prayer. And the second point is, each verse of the psalm refers in some way to the Bible. It might call it the law of God, or or the word of God, or God's precepts, or his commands, but it's a reference in some form to the Bible. So let's read verse 49 and then let's comment on what it means. Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Remember. We're asking God to remember his word. The word here means particularly the word of promise, the promises that God has given. Remember, O God, your promises. And when we ask God to remember his promises, of course we don't mean that God has forgotten. God cannot forget the promises he has made. So why do we ask him to remember them? We ask him to remember them because we feel in our troubles as if God has forgotten his promises. We feel as if God is not close to us. And so we ask God to remember to bring those promises once again into his mind, because we know that when God remembers his promises, he will act on our behalf. He will do the things that he has promised to us. Remember the word unto thy servant. Thy servant is how the author of this psalm describes himself. He is the servant of God. All God's people are the servants of God because they obey God. They do what God commands. And because they are the servants of God, God has a responsibility towards them. Just like an employer has a responsibility towards his employees, so God knows his responsibilities towards his people, his servants. God will not fail them. God will not disappoint them. God will act powerfully on their behalf. The author of our psalm gives God another reason to keep his promises. He says, upon the promise, thou hast caused me to hope. In other words, God, I've put my hope in your promises. They are what gives me hope in this situation. And it's not just me deciding to have hope in this situation because of that promise 
No, you've done this. You've encouraged me to trust in your promises, O God. And so now, God, when I feel so far from you, I know it's my feeling. I'm going to ask you to remember the promise that you've given to me. And I'm going to ask you to act to help me. In fact, God, I know you're already helping me in this situation because your word, although it's still a promise, although you still haven't carried it out, it's still acted so powerfully in my life. Verse 50. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. O oh God, when I heard your promises, I was enabled to trust in you. And when I began to trust in you, you brought life to my spirit that once was dead. That's the meaning of the word quickened, to bring to life something that's dead. The author of this psalm says, thy word hath quickened me. In other words, he's saying to God, God, your word of promise brought life to me. And so in my affliction, in my troubles, I have comfort, the comfort that your word has already brought to me. I know that the promises of God are for me. I know that the promises of God are on my behalf. And so when God brings to mind again those promises, when he chooses in the proper time to act to save me from my enemies, from the proud people who oppose me, then I truly will be set free. But at the moment, I suffer in this affliction because, verse 51, the proud have had me greatly in derision. Derision means mockery. To divide someone means to mock them, to laugh at them, to insult them. Who's doing this? Who dares to insult a servant of the living God? Well, proud people are doing it. Proud people? Proud people are those who trust in themselves. They think that they are truly great people. They trust in their brains, their intelligence, or they trust in their wealth and their influence, or they trust in their power over people, or their physical strength. In short, the proud people are those who trust in themselves and do not place their trust in God. And the author of this psalm has called himself just a servant, verse 49. He places his trust in God. He knows he cannot save himself from his troubles. He knows only God can do that. He is not a proud person. He is trusting God. The proud people thought that by mocking him, maybe they could shake him away from God. Maybe they could ruin his trust in God. But the author of this psalm says, Yet have I not declined from thy law. To decline means to turn away. So the author of this psalm has not turned away from God's law. Although his troubles might have seemed to tempt him away from God, no, he stood firm. He's determined that he is going to obey God. Uh, thy law, this is the Hebrew word Torah. 
It really means God's teaching, his teaching about how he wants us to live. So when he says, I've not declined from thy law, I've not turned aside from thy law, really he means I've not turned away from the way that you, God, want me to live. Even though people have laughed at me, even though people have mocked me because of my faithfulness to God, yet I am still living in God's way. I am still obeying God's commands. I'm still living in the way that pleases God. What gave him the strength to stand for God when people were mocking him, when he was so greatly in derision? Verse 52. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. So just as in verse 49, he's asked God to remember something. So he too, the author of the psalm, remembered something. He remembered God's judgments of old, God's ancient judgments, his ancient statements in the Bible that declare what is right and what is wrong. And he's known that he must turn away from what is wrong, that he must cling firmly to what is right. And remembering what God has said about what's right and what, what is wrong has brought great comfort to the author of this psalm. As he's thought about God's word, God's statements about what is right and what is wrong, he's known the reassurance that God is good, that God is fighting for him, that even though these proud people seem to have all the wealth and all the importance and all the strength and everything that they need in this world, The author of this psalm has been enabled to look beyond this world. He's been able to look to heaven and to think of God's throne in heaven. And he's known that God is the judge and that God as the right and good judge will act powerfully. And that's brought comfort. But at the same time, it's brought horror. Verse 53, horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. God, if I think of your judgments for me, I'm one of your people. I'm serving you. I live my life to please you. But I know that there are proud and wicked people who do not do any of these things. I know that they deliberately forsake, they deliberately leave your law. They refuse to live in the way that pleases you. They refuse to do the things that you have taught that they should do. And so horror takes hold of me. I'm horrified. I'm horrified at their behaviour. I'm horrified that they place themselves in such danger of the judgment of God. I'm horrified that unless they turn away from their evil deeds, their punishment is certain. They, they, they reject totally the word of God, the Bible, the law of God. They reject it. That is a very terrible thing. Verse 54. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. God's statutes. 
what God has revealed, what he's recorded for us in his word, the Bible. Yes, the Bible has become my song. It's not just my comfort as as it is in verse 50 and as it is in verse 52. Now it's my songs, my songs of joy. I sing what's in the Bible. I sing it with joy in the house of my pilgrimage. A pilgrim is someone who goes from place to place. Someone who wanders, but wanders with a destination in mind. He knows he's going somewhere. The house of my pilgrimage. I'm here temporarily. In this life, I'm just here temporarily. I know God has a home for me forever with him in heaven, in the new Jerusalem. But while I walk through this life, while I go on my journey through life, it's God's word that brings me strength, that brings me comfort, that brings me joy, that is present with me, that brings me songs to praise God at the deliverance which God has already given to me and which he is going to give me in future. You notice how there's a past deliverance. Verse 50, thy word hath quickened me. God's word has brought me alive. When I began to trust in God, I knew I had life in my spirit. I knew I was a servant of God. I knew that I was one of his people. And then there's a future promise. Verse 49, remember the word unto thy servant. Lord, to be totally set free from all these troubles. That's for future time. That's for the time when I enter heaven or for the time when Christ returns to rule. My future promise, the promise of the time of King Messiah's rule. At the moment, I'm just going through this life. I'm in the house of my pilgrimage. But even here, your word is my song. On to verse 55. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. Even by night, it is God who brings me comfort. In the night, when there is darkness all around, when there are so many troubles, when robbers are out to attack people, when I'm in danger, I remember the name of my God. God's name? God's name describes God's perfect character. God who is completely good. God who cares about his people and who establishes his relationship with his people. God in whom we can trust, who is faithful. I remember your name, O God. And I keep your law. I live in the way which you've directed me to do, because I know you're a good God. I know you care for me. I know you're bringing me through these troubles to a place of safety. I have kept thy law. Verse 56. This I had, because I kept thy precepts. This I had. You may be looking at those words and thinking, what does this refer to? 
does it refer to him having songs in the house of his pilgrimage or, or, or him remembering the name of God? Well, it seems to refer to, I have kept thy law. This I had. I had the ability to live in the way in which God wanted because I kept thy precepts. Precepts means that God has visited us to place before us his word. That's the sort of meaning hiding behind the word precepts. God has come to us and given us his word. So he's sort of saying, I kept your law because I kept your precepts, your Bible. It's still a difficult sentence for us. Let's take it apart a bit more. I kept thy precepts. I kept the Bible. I kept the Bible precious. I gave it the most important place in my life. And because I kept thy precepts, because I gave the Bible the most important and precious place in my life, like I might keep some great treasure which I have, like if I had gold or rubies or diamonds, I would keep them in the safest place. So I kept the Bible. I kept God's word in my heart in the most precious place because it was my most, most valuable treasure. So this I had. I had the ability to keep God's law. I had the ability to live in the way that God wanted because I had his Bible, his word in my heart. I kept God's precepts. I kept God's Bible in that precious place. And that's what gave me the strength to live for God through my troubles, to keep his law, to live in the way that pleases him through my troubles. This I had. I had the keeping of God's law. I had the way to live in the way that pleases God. And I had that because I kept God's Bible. I kept God's precious word deep within me. It was the most important thing that I had because that is the same as in verse 49, the word which God gave to him, which caused him to hope. Please write to me. My email address is 333kjv at gmail.com. My name is Keith Simons. I would love you to write to me. 333kjv at gmail.com. And now let me read you the whole section of Psalm 119, verses 49 to 56, headed with the Hebrew letter, saying, Remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. 
horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night and have kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts.